Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Here we are on the east coast of the great province of Nova Scotia with Derek Clark, the founder of the Fight League Atlantic series and the host of the FLA Exposure podcast. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. With many great athletes, coaches, breakdowns, and hot takes, you're not going to want to miss a thing. We are powered by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, head over to Spirit Leaf Waterdown. Alex and his crew will get you all set up with all your THC and CBD needs. In-store options are now available in the province, and don't forget to use our promo code to save some money. Just follow them on Instagram and use the promo code CHPODCAST10, and you'll get all your savings that you need. Remember, that's CHPODCAST10. We're also sponsored by Project XGuard, which has been helping underprivileged youths get connected to jiu-jitsu schools all around the GTA. If you know anybody who would benefit from this great program, reach out to us or Project XGuard, and we'll help them get started. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy the show. Well, we're honored to have such a legend such as yourself, Derek Clark, oh, yeah. on, on the Choking oh, yeah. Hazard podcast. You're our first uh, East Coast Nova Scotian to uh, to grace our presence. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate that. It's I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing, and I'm a big fan of jiu-jitsu and, and martial arts, man. So this kind of stuff is super important. Yeah, so let's clear it off. So here, welcome back, everybody, to the Choking Hazard podcast. We are joined today by Derek Clark fighting out of the east coast of Nova Scotia, but also kind of one of the promoters for the Fight League Atlantic series, but also the FLA Exposure podcast. Uh, Derek Clark, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we want to talk to you especially because you're in Nova Scotia, you're in the east coast, so it's a completely different world compared to the Ontario scene. But how are things been going out there? Obviously, COVID and the pandemic has kind of shut everybody down to some extent. But obviously, you guys have had it a little bit different. So how, how have you been otherwise first? Uh, well, first of all, thanks again for both of you guys for doing what you're doing, uh, keeping people excited in jiu-jitsu locally and through, throughout the country and appreciate you guys having us on, giving us this exposure. So um, I guess, yeah, man, it's like you said, we're, we've been lucky out here on the East Coast quite a bit for uh, until this third lockdown. We've had three lockdowns, but they've been all pretty relatively short, like two weeks to three weeks kind of thing. So we've been really lucky until this third one that started just after our last grappling event in the middle. It was the 10th of April, actually. The next day, we kind of had a big breakout, and then it, it just kind of exploded. And we went up to like 3,000 cases. We've been locked down for six weeks, and it just kind of ended yesterday. So other than that, we've been super lucky. Like all last summer, we had an Atlantic bubble where we could go all throughout the Maritimes. And we were really lucky, but for the longest time we had, since it started, we had a 14 day quarantine for anybody that came into the Maritimes, you had to quarantine mm -hmm. for 14 days. So. Are you going to be keeping that 14 day quarantine, especially if Aaron comes to visit in Nova Scotia? <laughs> <laughs> Man, my true feelings on all this, like I'm, you know, at the end of the day, you have to believe science and, and like, trust these people who are in charge that we've put in charge and, but at the end of the day, we also have to learn how to cope with it, move on and, and, and live you know so we're at this point now where people are getting vaccinated and i think this this quarantine out here needs to needs to end and the rest of the the rest of the the country is opening up so 
you know, and having timelines. And, and I think we're going to be very similar end of June, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. Like, kind of like Ontario is obviously a little bigger. Obviously, we have way bigger population. So our yeah. kind of timeline is going to be a It's little... obviously not fucking opening. <laughs> <laughs> we're not coming. Uh, we're going to keep it political, I guess. Month not... 17. <laughs> still here. I Your feel diary. bad, man. Yeah, like, uh, like, have you guys had, like, so, because you even said, like, you guys had an event back in April, like, have you guys been able to have the chance to, like, train or, like, get classes going or anything like that, or is it kind of, like, still in the shadows? No, like, for the, lo- like, uh, like I said, like, we were locked down for maybe, like, two or three weeks, but even in the second lockdown, all the clubs could have bubbles of 10, okay. so they could have only 10 people that they train with every kind of class, and that was it, and, and that was for the way it was for the longest time, and then, so we had an event, our MMA event was last February, and then we had an event in October, because we did a bunch of grappling events back in the day, and then we moved into MMA, and then we're like, ah, well, now we can't do MMA, so we might as well go back to doing jiu-jitsu again, because it's a weird rule out here in Nova Scotia, the commission doesn't look after jiu-jitsu, they look after everything else, so we can do jiu-jitsu events, but not MMA events, okay. explain, yeah, explain, explain. that one. <laughs> Because science, because you can get COVID doing MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, but jujitsu, you're good. But yeah. but in Ontario, it's the opposite. You can get jujitsu, you can get COVID doing jujitsu. But you know, like Bob's your Sad. uncle and other things. I don't know. That's that's the thing. Like I had my argument with the commission and everyone else was like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I want I don't want anyone sick. I want everyone as healthy as possible. But we've just proven with like our restrictions that we put in without your commission that we just did two events. And nothing happened. So it is possible if you do the right restrictions, I think, to do a safe events. Yeah. What is the process? What is the process like? Are you like lobbying like the local, you know, province, provincial government there and being like, hey, like these are some rules that we're going to put to put forward? Is there like a commission that you're talking to? Is there you know, a combination of these things? So, like, what's the process like? Because, you know, in Ontario, it's yeah it's clearly very different but like what's what's it like out there to like try to run events and to you know like lay lay some groundwork for some rules and trying to get training and uh, you know what that's a great question because Ontario obviously you guys have I don't know if you have still two associations I know you did have the OJA and I believe the what was the other one OGA OGA that's right and are they still both in existence they're still right now currently I believe they're both yeah so I'm a big believer like (laughs) It can go, kind of go one of two ways, it, like because out here we we're able to do our own events and we're able to make our own rules and, and do whatever we want essentially because the commission has the boxing and combat sports commission realizes they're like okay you're doing these events there's no contact other than grappling and submission grappling no one's striking you're doing them they're classy they're done in a proper way and we we support it and I think that's great so but on the other hand you know you have up in Ontario where you do have a commission. Where, yeah, you pay your, your yearly annual fee, you pay other stuff. But on the other hand, there's insurance and there's mats and there's, there's a lot of you can qualify to compete in the world stage. You know, so it's kind of an interesting thing. Like out here, we're not part of an association. We don't have an association. So Nova Scotia is such a different animal than Ontario, too. Like sometimes people yeah. look at other places and they're like, oh, we can do that. And I'm like, man, like we have a million people in our province and maybe like a thousand people who do jujitsu. In Ontario, they have like a thousand clubs or whatever yeah. right so no 100 percent. so like when you guys make your own rules like so for the best let's talk about the grappling part 
just because it's simpler for now. So are you guys allowing like heel hooks, all leg attacks? Pretty much you guys are open book right there. 100%. All submissions legal, man. That's always the way it's been since we left. Back in the day, we did this a brand called Subseries Pro. And we actually did a show up in Ontario at the Meadowdale Theater with Tony Isaacs and the OJA and uh, Joy Alasis and Tom was the main event. And mm-hmm. uh, who's Igor? Uh, what the hell is his last name? I was just talking to him last week. Igor. Igor McIver. Yeah. yeah, he was on your podcast. Fought yeah. um, Edwin Najmi and, and Gordon Ryan was there. And it was a really great event, man. And it, it was just, that's, I don't know how we kind of get into it to be truthful, but submission was like the big thing right like at that time like everything was kind of coming out submission only and to sell pay-per-view and to sell the sport at the end of the day like it's it's a little faster it's a little bit more exciting and and for me as a promoter i was always to the mindset of like how can i grow the sport how, like not about like how can i get the average person that i know or that you guys know that normally would, would be like that's ridiculous that's two people just sitting on the ground laying on one another how can they be excited like and possibly try the sport and that's kind of like submission only but i'm I'm a big fan of gi jiu-jitsu too it's it's just such a different thing right but that's how it all kind of and it was easiest because again i feel like i'm talking a lot but i'm sorry Um, i'm I'm sorry there eh? (laughs) i feel i feel that uh like Ontario again you're you're like we have a ton of amazing out here but it's like kind of more unorganized like submission grappling like really good IBJJF competitors but again you go to Ontario like the level of officiating the level of competitors the level of clubs like it's just a different ball game man you know hey, so I think it might just be like just organize just organizing with like the IBJJF having an association I think it's stuff like that I think mm-hmm. I think it's the main thing but I was going to ask you what was the difference what started uh how'd you guys get started with like sub-series pro because i remember a lot of those events you're putting out you're bringing a lot of like big names to like not just ontario but you're bringing out big names to like shows out in uh mm-hmm. scotia so how what was that process like to run run events you know what man it was it was crazy because i left my job at the time I, I moved home from toronto i lived in toronto for a long time and i moved home and i was working at michelin at this awful job working back shift and I had, I had a job in travel. That's kind of my background, like organizing like luxury trips and taking people on tours and stuff. That's kind of my background. And I lost that due to SARS at the time. And I moved home and was working in this awful job. And my coach, we just had nothing like this out, at the t- out here. Like we had some good MMA events. ECC did them. And we had other like grappling, like tournaments and stuff, but no, no such like an event. Um, so we just said, you know what, let's try it and, and see what happened. And we did the first event where Jonathan Satava and Munch came up and Munch fought Presley and uh, Satava tapped out Kyle Sanford. Michael Tremblay was there and like Kent Peters, who you guys probably know, Kent mm-hmm. Presley, all these guys were on the card, George card. And uh, it was just a great thing. We sold 300 tickets and, and everybody out here seemed to want it. And then myself, I'm kind of like an all in kind of person. Um, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it right. And, and just, I don't know, just kind of worked myself to death to try to make sure it's right. And then it just kind of took off and I became a little obsessed with it to be awful and, and didn't really run the business in the right way. Um, it was just was more like you said, um, like just bringing in big names and thinking that, okay, like we're going to sell a hundred pay-per-view based on, no, no, <laughs> we're not, you know, it's, it's just, it's a tough game, man. And then we changed our whole business plan and, and kind of revamped everything and, and started from the ground up again, because at the end of the day, I'll be honest, like I ran my own, I ran it into the ground just by being inexperienced and not doing the right things. 
Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. So this is like, cause we're talking about like, you want to drive the sport. Right. And I think the biggest question that, and even like, um, Gordon Ryan was talking about how like Gi Jiu Jitsu is going to phase itself out in his personal opinion, just because of the way the nature of the sport is and it slows things down. It's too technical. Sure. People don't understand the rules, whatever. So as a promoter, how would you kind of take it where it's like, how could you take the gi, for example? So we have the no gi's kind of taking care of itself, but how could you make the gi more exciting? What do you think are some elements as a promoter you could add to kind of drive that part? Or do you have the sentiment that it's kind of phasing itself out? No, I, I think you're, I think that's a great question. I think it's, gi, gi jiu-jitsu is very exciting too for, for different people you know, who are a little, little like more technical or, or understand the sport in different ways. Um, I don't know, man. Like, that's a really great question. Like, because like you could say you could add lag locks and things like this, but the, they, we all know like that's not very safe um, when you get to certain levels, but maybe it is. Uh, I don't, I don't know. That's a great question, man. How, how you could make it different or a little bit more exciting. We've done events out here. Like, I don't know if you saw them in the past. Like we did a tapper tag event out here it was insane that that was probably the most fun event we ever did it was like tag team jujitsu okay um, oh my that was, uh, <laughs> okay so you were signing insane. me and aaron up for that Man, <laughs> so, so me and aaron are in uh, just take her take our money <laughs> we had uh two guys from toronto actually um oh Dennis Beenan, he came down he did a super fight from open mat and then uh Dan, what's Dan's name? Who's from Open? I don't know if you know. He's oh, pretty, Dan Davis. Yeah. Dan Davis himself, yeah. and then the the giant guy who who came with him. I can't remember his name either, but uh, he, they were really really good, and they came down and competed, and then they lost, and they were just like, "What in the hell is this? Like, this is insane." They're coming from like IBJJF tournaments to tap protect. Like, no, this is nuts, man. But he like this, so that we thought that was exciting. A lot of people really enjoyed it, but oh oh uh oh. He's frozen. Uh -oh. oh no. Oh no. We got into the good part of the story. This this frozen podcast is brought to you by Spirit Leaf Waterdown. Located at Aaron, 64 Hamilton Shore. 64 Hamilton Street North and Waterdown. You better, you better not fucking edit this out. You get that oh, matches. Hey. It's something that was 31st. Hey Derek, sorry, you cut out for like a good like 30 seconds. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no worries. i have no idea what you just said and we're leaving it in <laughs> beautiful i don't know if i can remember <laughs> okay you're basically like so what what's what is tag tag team jiu-jitsu like how did it work like you tag the person in if you're in a shitty spot or like how did it, it work? was crazy i'll send you the videos afterwards and we'll probably do another one um so how it worked was like the mat we had like an actual 20 like a regular mat area but on the outside kind of had a border so that border okay. worked as like a, almost like in basketball, how you would box people out in basketball. Okay. So you could go anywhere around the mat at any time. You could like tag in from anywhere around the mat, but the opponent on the other team could box you out from tagging in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is amazing. It was nuts. Oh, it was crazy. So people would get like full on arm bars tight and then the person would tag out. Another guy jump on the, that person's back and then he'd tag up. But it just got so crazy and ridiculous. I was so scared someone was going to end up like getting really hurt. And it just was like, uh, I don't want that on my conscience. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see what happens. But I, me, me and Aaron are going to roll in there like the road warriors, like a la that's, like w that's, that's, that's exactly Ooh. what one guy, Josh I'm start, Presley did. I'm going to start, start swinging a chair at somebody. <laughs> Man, Listen, I love like, it. 
Like, like we literally just talked about how can we make this sport more exciting, especially with the gi. You you pretty much have the blueprint. We just gotta like organize it so like nobody dies. <laughs> Man, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like uh, I will say, like right after that, Chael started doing his tapper tag uh, out in Submission Underground, but it's not the same in my opinion, because in a cage, it just doesn't kind of sell the same. Yeah. Like it's this, this was insane, man. I'll send you the video. I'll send you the whole card. You guys can watch it. And just oh, this is, this is going up on the gram. Yeah. yeah. I want to see this. I want to <laughs> see <show> this. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, man. There was some really, it was good. It was like, I don't know what it was for. Like at then, like we, we, we try not like, I don't want to say this on here, but like technically grappling's grappling's amateur here. Right. Like, so the minute you involve money and stuff, it's, it becomes a different thing. Yeah. yeah. So, it's you know, very, but, very similar to how it works in Ontario, where you know it, yeah. it is considered an amateur sport. It's regulated by amateur bodies. So when it comes to paying athletes, there's a lot of red tape and things with that. But yeah, I know all about it. Hopefully, hopefully there's some tiers or things change in the future because I think you're looking at a lot more places, especially in the U.S. or a lot more tournaments. Like who's number one? They're they're starting to pay, and even like yeah. the IBJJF pros are paying out um so, you know they're paying out some money for like tournament wins or they're even having like eight person brackets like they've had a, they had one a couple of years ago with like all the best guys and they're like winner takes yeah and that's big money too like the biggest event we did out here we did a canadian kumite and it was like like dante and taza and rustam chiziev and jared revel nabil salamat like mike malott there was a lot of really really nikki ryan's first pro super fight was here um and we were like <laughs> I don't know, man, like you, you just get involved when it comes to like big money and kind of stuff. And it's just like, holy shit, we don't know. Like we were, we gave away 3,500 bucks, I think was the biggest. And like, there's just a big, big difference. Like we're, I'm from Picton, Nova Scotia, like that. We always laugh in our promotion because we're competing with like events in Toronto or Vancouver. And we're in little butt fuck, excuse my language, but Nova Scotia in a town of 3000 people, you know? So it's just, we're, we do it for the love of the sport, man. And, and, and that's what it's about for us. Well, you need to have us out. Uh, we're gonna do some tag team jujitsu. I'm gonna turn Anytime. heel on. I'm gonna turn heel on Aaron. <laughs> Hit him with a chair. <laughs> oh, leave him. I'm gonna leave him laying. <laughs> Sorry, man. No anytime you guys want to come out for real, I'll, I'll take care of the hotel. And like, I'd love to have you guys out for sure. No, we'll we'll definitely figure that out. Do you guys still have to do a like? Does your province still have the quarantine at all, or is it? Yeah, it is. yeah. yeah. Man, even nice. if you're a rotational worker, they just changed that today. If you're if you were a rotational worker working somewhere else in the country and you came back here, you had to quarantine for 14 days, even if you were va- vaccinated. Wow, That's crazy! It's still <laughs> even if you're vaccinated, seriously, because yeah. I know it, I have I know some people where they went to the U.S. They're fully vaccinated and they came back, still have to isolate for 14 days, and that's in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And and liberal, conservative, whatever you want to say, at the end of the day, man, it's all over the board. Every province is different. I, I can't follow it anymore. Yeah. So no, just, I know I, what you mean. So so let me ask you this. So when we look at like trying to run an event, especially like so let's talk about even the one that you just had that was just in April before like you guys locked down. Like, what's the process of like you know, making sure obviously fighters are negative when they're testing, like you have to have a testing protocol. Is it isolating fighters or is it you guys were able to run your show? Yeah. 
we, we, again, since there's no commission looking after jujitsu, we we're kind of essentially our own commission. Um, gotcha. They they kind of trust us. Like again, Brunswick just made their own New Brunswick Jiu-Jitsu Association. Like you guys would have there. BC I think has one. Alberta has one. But here we're just kind of free for all, so we're able to do our own events with our own rules set the way we want to do them. So we just did uh, like we would normally do, you know, temperature testing, contact tracing, you know, the wa- waivers, make sure everybody's, you know, no symptoms, blah, blah, blah. And let's go. That's great. So, I mean, like, yeah, everybody wore surely... masks, obviously, obviously, but. Yeah, but I mean, like, you, and at the end of the day, you take as many precautions as you can, but you're at least able to still run an event to kind of like produce some form of revenue to kind of build off that, right? And this is the thing, I, uh, my argument, again, with the government is like, you, you know, I get it, like you're printing all this money to help all these businesses, but we're in a, we're an event company. So I, I lost my job in travel. That was my job. I told I took people around the world and o- organized these tours and took them around the world. So I lost my career. And now I lost my business. And no, there's no help for us because the way our business was, you had to spend a certain amount of money in, in, in a certain year. And we just didn't do that because we started later on in that year. So it just, yeah. You know, somebody, people don't benefit, but you know, I, I understand, man, it's not, it's not an easy position. Anybody's in making the right decision. So at the end of the day, we all just kind of have to do what we can do, I guess. No, it's definitely difficult. Like what's, what's kind of the path would you say going forward with all this? Cause like, I think vaccination or not, I don't think COVID's going away anytime soon. It's going to be a thing still in the coming future. Like what's the, What's the process going to be like for like running events in the future in Nova Scotia? Is is there anything that's going to be changing there? One big thing, man, like, and I don't know how much experience you guys have with commissions, but like commissions are like, they're, they're not the best at giving out information. They don't, they don't like to give out a lot of information, which is understandable. Sounds like a certain uh, provincial government that me and Aaron live in, but go on. That's (laughs) it. Right. So it's, there's a lot of hidden agendas or whatever that happens to, to happen. So, for me, I'm a big person about being transparent and having things in writing and knowing what I'm getting into before I'm actually getting into it. That's a huge thing, especially, you know, if you're budgeting or whatever, you know, these events, jujitsu events, we can get away with doing half, you know, cheaper. But when you're talking MMA and, and especially you get up in Ontario, you, you'd be disgusted to know what the fees are up in, in that province. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. or not, but like when it comes to MMA, it's insane. Like even when we did jujitsu up there, I had to pay the OJA like a certain amount of money thousand dollars i think it was plus every athlete i had to pay 25 dollars to have them certified by the oja like anyway i won't get into that on here but um you know like they're so long story short when it comes to like events i think what is going to happen i don't know like i know bfl and and, uh btc are doing a show today right now i just uh, watched a little bit of it and i'm not sure what's going on there but um i would assume all of those athletes didn't have vaccines i i wouldn't think which is great to me like you shouldn't i don't know like are they going to make everybody out here have a vaccine before they compete because that's kind of like i don't know man i don't like forcing people to do things like that but i've already got vaccinated and i'm gonna get my second oh you know oh you're you're sorry you're just cutting out for a second you got you got vaccinated though right was it pfizer where your side effects um a little hard for a few hours, courtesy of Viagra. <laughs> did, they slip, a, did they slip a little something in there by accident? I think I he, was, actually, he, was, he was trying to understand. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I was like, shit, I was thinking back. Oh, oh, now that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, actually. But when I almost kind of, I didn't think, 
But when I got it, I was just kind of like overwhelmed a little bit, like, you know, yeah. a year and a half of this. And then you finally get the vaccine. It's like, oh, OK, whether, you know, we, whether we think like yes or no or whatever, I'm a big believer at the end of the day, we're not going to win this war. So you either you just got to get vaccinated, man, if, and, and move on with it, because this is what it is. Yeah, like, no, I like and I, I kind of agree with you, too. Like Mike and I have already kind of like we're both health professionals, kind of like by trade. And we've said like health fitness community kind of shot themselves in the foot, like just advocating hey, healthy immune body, blood system, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get it. But and, and do whatever you want with your own body. But at the end of the day, the government's not saying we're opening until, like and I'm just saying Ontario yeah. we're not opening until 70 percent. Like, so yeah. whoever that is, like 70% has got to get it. So Aaron, I, it's my body and my choice. I want to choose yeah. if I want to alter my DNA or not. Listen, Don't tell me what to do. It's, and it's totally your choice to get herpes too. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I already got it from rolling with you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I, I don't want to get vaccinated, but I'll inject any steroid into my body. I'm just going to go yeah. on that. Man, the, and that's the thing. Like, I went and got tested again yesterday. They're, they're big out here on, like, getting tested every week. Like, in Halifax, uh, that's where I live, in Halifax. And they're big on, like, hey, go get your rapid test, whatever you need to do. And people, people are doing it like 8,000 tests a day like there's a lot I went in yesterday within 15 minutes they had my result back to me done but yesterday they, they did that nose swab it's the fifth time fourth time I've had it and this time they held it in for 10 seconds hmm. so I said I asked the guy I said how come 10 seconds he said well uh we need to get some matter or he had no he was like 20 he had no answer and I was like what <laughs> like it was always five seconds before so that's the kind of shit I'm like did they go did they go shallow did they go shallow or did they go to like nasal yeah, cavity yeah nasal cavity oh yeah I've had those yeah. those are fun where they just yeah, go, like you tilt back and they just go shoot, right all the way yeah down. yeah I've had They're kidney stones a lot so nothing yeah, to that. No. <laughs> i don't want to think about that <laughs> <laughs> not good boys that's for a beer sometime when you're out here that story yeah <laughs> for sure so kind of like, been doing? oh sorry no 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 like no i've been fine and then we i laugh too because like mike's had the test done a couple times i have not had the test done my wife's had it done my two boys have had it done i'm the only person who has my family screw you aaron you haven't taken one for the team you dick <laughs> <laughs> hey man whatever everybody again that's the thing right everybody's got a choice man and yeah it's a beautiful thing about our country i i've I just guess. i've just never needed to because it was like it was like my wife was had the, had my son so she took him so like i might as well get tested too right and that yep. was the whole thing with them and it's like but i didn't need to they both negative so i'm like adam why it, do i need to go get a test so it's like yeah i'm fine so yeah 100 percent, man i i, I like, knock it on wood too because i'm like fuck we have to go get tested <laughs> fingers crossed buddy I'm yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed <laughs> are you getting a test soon Aaron for what <laughs> I mean gonorrhea herpes <laughs> it's a different swab I am never rolling with you again vaccinated or not <laughs> yeah, I probably forgot how to roll so who, knows, who knows what I'm gonna catch dude I don't know what it is anymore yeah like let me ask you this so like when you kind of like first time kind of like getting back into training like how just how shit was it because i like when i got back into it, it was like oh my god this is so boring yeah yeah and you know what like it's funny because i was talking like chris galatis is a good buddy of mine out here and we, like we work together a little bit and talk 
And like, it's just like, it's so hard to get motivated. And that's a guy, you know, a UFC guy who's like still fighting and, and trying to get motivated to get fighting again, you know? And it's so hard to, you know, it's like riding a bike, but at the end of the day, like put 10 pounds on and it's, I'm 40 now, 41 this year and black belt. And I'm just like, man, how much more do, how much more of this pain do I want? But on the other side of things, you know, like I become, if I don't roll and train, I become such a negative asshole and cranky yeah. and just like, just not a, a, a polite person to be around if I'm not training a couple times a week, man. Like I have pretty bad ADHD and some PTSD too. So it's a, it's a big part of my life and, and a super big thing that balances me out. So I yeah. think it's a, I think you mentioned a big thing. Like, I think the, the physical components of jujitsu are so important, but I think a lot of times, especially the last like year, year and a half, I think the mental side of things has been uh, overlooked a lot. And you know, mm-hmm. everybody, like everybody's mood is different. You go on Facebook. I don't know if you even want to go on Facebook anymore. I don't have <laughs> Facebook. You might want to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, man, like we're all in this together. My dad always said to me, he said, no, we don't own anything. We're just renting on this planet. And it's true, right? Like we're just passing by. So I'm a big a, a person on like, like leaning on one another and being kind to one another. And, and man, we, none of like, if we all get this ego and think we're like, man, just roll and have a good time. Like I, for me, winning is getting out in the mat and, and competing. Like I'm not the worst competitor ever, man. I freak out my nerves. and like, that person's going to kill me. And the person is like one of my buddies I've known for like 12 years and I'm still in the shit in my pants, nervous. And but if I can get out there and win, win or lose, I got out and I, and I competed and that's a win for me. And, and everybody does this sport for different reasons. And, and for me, it's to, for my happiness. And, and if I can give back to an events and meet great people like you guys or, or whatever, that's what it's about, man. Like I don't give a shit about medals and, and, but I totally respect people that do. And that's the beauty of the sport again. Right. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. And I, I think when you look, kind of look back on, especially over the course of the year, the, people's mental health have been challenged to a huge extremity probably never kind of thought before where i think and at the end of the day like you're we're all gonna have to get back together on the mats eventually like again i always look at like be careful what you say right and because you don't know the different type of struggles other individuals are going through and all that kind of jazz and it's like at the end of the day what, what, what the end of the day everybody just wants to get back to training Right. And so yeah. like calling yeah. a guy a cocksucker on like a Facebook because he has. Oh, Aaron, hold on. Hold on, Aaron. Right. Hold on, Aaron. You've been reading my posts. What is what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but like, Love. but you know what I mean? Like we just have to like, cause again, we're all going to start rolling again eventually. And then like, be like, Oh, remember that time you told me this on, on that message board? Well, here's your fucking ankles in my hand. You know what, like, man? You know, you know what? Like, to be honest, like those message boards on Facebook, there's certain pages. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm banned from certain of the pages on Facebook. <laughs> Why like, am I banned? You're, you're, like, you're like Donald Trump. You can't even, uh, I did catch a break. On thing. We did nothing. We, we just, we post our events, but apparently we're not allowed. So, you know what I mean? The politics and the sport a little bit are, are ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. Like for, for us, it's just, just be kind, man. And, and do what you like, do what you want. I don't know what's that saying, but do want others as, as you would want onto you. You want to onto you. Yeah. Like, man, like at the end of the day, dude, that's none of this matters. Like I try to say as a promoter, like you, I'm out here in Picton, Nova Scotia in a small town at like 3000 people or wherever we, we put on a lot of our events. And like most of these people have no idea what jujitsu is or, or 
whatever. And most people hate combat sports in, in the general society. They, they can't understand it. They don't want to understand it. So you're promoting things that people don't know what it is. The community is so small and generally in the world even. So, mm-hmm. man, just talk to one another. Be good to one another and compete hard. Just bump and move on. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, what I, one thing I've seen is I think there's a lot more, there's starting to become more and more exposure. I would say even like the last year, especially, and I think like flow grappling, for example, has done a very good job at this of, uh, of course, hundred percent, you know, you say what you want about flow grappling. There's been positives and negatives, but the one thing I would say that's positive is they do a very good job of, you know, creating more exposure for some of the big names in the sport and trying to get them more recognition and, you know, you know, bringing in more money into the sport, bringing in more sponsorships to the sport. Um, you need those people, man. Absolutely. And like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? And then what's, you know, something that's like we've been trying to do as well is like, where I'm not saying like, you know, choking hazard podcast is, uh, is on level with flow grappling, you know, maybe yeah. one day, maybe one day we'll see, but, but like, what are some things that you think that can be done, especially up North uh, to get a lot of the Canadian athletes more exposure not just like in Canada, but even on like the big stages and like flows, flow grappling, who's number one, what are some things that you look for as like a promoter yourself? That's an interesting question, you know, because the, the scene that revolves around, it seems like to me, like the scene, the high level scene revolves around certain people. Like it's a lot of the same people always competing, always competing. And which is is that good management is it aggressive people who want to compete a lot they're easy to work with so the promoters like a lot of time myself if you're an easy athlete to work with and you're hungry and you want to compete and you're messaging me all the time you're going to compete you know if you're super easy to deal so um but again i like working together you know like promoters working together like you'll see me man i'll share other promotion stuff i'll share like any mma like in canada we all got to work together like at the, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And flow grappling, like, the, like I've never, I don't, I don't have a flow grappling subscription, but my coach does and he swears by it. And a lot of people do, man. So you can say what you want about them, but that's what you need when it comes to professional. And you, and you see the difference when you, you see people like Gordon and all, even females now, like, like high level females making good money. And that's because a lot of flow grappling, like the exposure and, and, it just it is what it is man like people don't sometimes like to pay things and they like to complain but man they'll also go to walmart and buy something right so you know you, it's the end of the day somebody's got to do it so i think working together is a big thing supporting things um you know supporting each other and uh yeah i don't know um i think when it comes to getting like more canadian events on the world stage i think those opportunities will come though um but like i know i spoke to seth daniels uh, uh, quite a few years ago about it about coming up to canada and i don't know if ricardo and him or, or will end up bringing something up there to canada but that would be fantastic if fight to win eventually came to canada because that's kind of what you need right like they're a traveling show doing great shows and given high level exposure so hopefully that's kind of something that um oh, 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 oh we lost no, him for a second yeah sorry my phone's dying it's at 20 percent. but um yeah so I think hopefully that kind of happens and, and maybe a, a, a series like that. And you just need people with deep pockets, man, because at the end of the day, like you're not selling big pay-per-view. Like I can tell you myself, like the amount of money, like I lost probably 30,000 plus doing sub series pro because it just, I was paying out people and selling like 73 pay-per-view. <laughs> like it just didn't make any sense. So it's like, so Oh no, these- 70, 73 times like nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Fuck. I'll never forget we did an event out we called West Coast Choke. So three of us flew out and we did uh, four brackets of 16. And it was a concept I always want to do, like four weight classes of 16. And then the top two, uh, the top four in all those weight classes, they'd compete in a tournament during the day. And then the top four in those weight classes would then move on to the show at night and compete for a thousand bucks or whatever it was okay. for the prize. And uh, we went out and did that. Three of us went out and did that. And, uh, you know, I thought everybody at home would watch. And, you know, we got all excited. We got back to the hotel at like two in the morning with no sleep. And I clicked on the thing and it's like, all right, boys, you ready? got the pizza and we were all excited like little kids and clicked on it was like 71 i was like <laughs> like literally 71 at 7.99 minus fees and shit it was like it was so ridiculous so at that point i was just like i think i even cried truthfully i was just like it's a hard game promoting's not easy truthfully people hate you people talk shit but it is what it is, man. The greater good it's the sport you're in and you, you put yourself in that position, right? So Yeah, and I think that's what you what you meant where it's like you're putting yourself in a position, but you you're you're promoting you're promoting a sport you love. That's why you're trying to build it up that much more. And again, the the only way that happens is with more bodies like yourself, other people pushing that same envelope, right? So you're gonna have yeah. your wins and your losses, but again, it's if nobody does it, then it doesn't go anywhere, right? So exactly. that's why it has to be that continual movement. And again, more the more events we can run, the better, right? And I 100%. think it's just about how do you create, and again, exposing ideas together, like you've mentioned, right? Where it's like, again, tag team jujitsu, I never realized that was a thing, right? But it's, obviously we got to figure out how to refine it better. But like, the, those are great ideas. Those are the things you can experiment with and to try it, to see if it works, what mm -hmm. sticks, what doesn't. And and that's how you coordinate and that's how you build something bigger. And it's just, I think you push it to the max. So, yeah, we, we work out, out here, man. I will say like our community out here, like we, we have a ton of clubs out here. Our jujitsu, our grappling, our MMA is really good. But the community is really tight. We, we still have issues. Like some of us don't like each other or whatever, but at the end of the day, we all talk and, and you know, you'll shake hands when you see one another and that's just life. So, you know, sometimes you just don't like your own family. So it's, it is what it is, but you put bygones be bygones and, and you move forward for the product and greater good of the scene, like for the kids and the future of, of what we're trying to do here. Like yeah. we're in Nova Scotia and we're way behind everybody else when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, we want it to be like when, you know, my coach's son, you know, who started when he was 10, he'll be 20 and he'll be like a purple, a real good purple belt or brown or whatever, you know? So that's what it's about, man, for sure. Yeah. So so, um, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was just going to say, like, and again, that's what people in Ontario are really, like, especially coming out of this, I think the judicial community as a whole will have to, like, really work together, especially to kind of, and again, it's about rebuilding the brand of jujitsu and how it can work together yeah. rather than, oh, with my school, this, 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 and, like, these different teams. Not that, and again, yeah. like, we have that bullshit that happens where it's just a political theater where it's like, oh, you yeah. can't train here. I like we gotta figure it out sooner than yeah, later, man. that's for sure. Like that's a big thing. Like our school, my coach, like Jared McIntosh, like he actually fought Kyle. Kyle uh, Pinder came out here yeah, yeah. by the my ocean. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kyle's sweetheart. Love that guy. Tons of respect for Kyle. Oh, he's and he's a all, sweetheart. All... Aaron knows he's a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so he came out, but uh I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, oh, like we're like we're a big art club, like Pip County Jiu-Jitsu is a big thing about train wherever you want. Go train with different people. Come back here, bring that knowledge back here. 
the love in our jujitsu with people. Like I'm a big person, uh, and so is like our club. Like when someone walks in the door, you, you be nice to them. You be kind. You go over. You say, introduce yourself. Hey, man, how are you? What's going on? You know how? You know, make people feel welcome. And, and I agree, man. More people awesome. that can do that, the better. Hopefully, Absolutely. Ontario does the same. So one more one more thing before we uh, we wrap up is uh, future of uh, Fight League Atlantic. Um, getting that going again. What is that going to look like? I don't know in a post COVID world, if you want to call it that, or just this year going forward, like what are your, what are your plans? What are your plans for shows? Where do you want to take it from here? Um, again, well, thanks again for your time. You guys having us on and doing what you're doing for Canadian jujitsu and MMA. Keep it up. Doing a great job. Um, FLA, man, you know what? Like everybody in MMA, it seems wants to, compete with the ufc or they want to feed fighters to the ufc or they have these giant plans or or whatever it is and again man it's like the old saying keep it simple stupid you know and it builds slowly look after your money look after your fighters and, and things will come um so we've had five events planned up until this date four of them have now been canceled so we're one one event mma deep we're like 28 jujitsu events deep but we all know how they turned out so MMA is our, our big thing, and, and we're scheduled now for another Kumite in July 31st. Uh, we'll do another grappling event. Just keep those series going. We'll probably keep those going forever now. Just do weight class events. Nice. Um, 60 men and women brackets too as well. On our next show, we're going to do a four female bracket. Hopefully, we can get those up to 16 as well. Um, but MMA, um, we, we, we still want, we want to bang off eight to ten events a year between MMA and jiu-jitsu all over the Maritimes. So if we can eventually take it to New Brunswick, Newfoundland, wherever we can go. Awesome. Love it, man. No, well, thanks again so much for joining with us today. We had a great conversation. I definitely, and Mike as well, we'll figure it out as soon as this, we don't have to do a 14-day quarantine, so it's not like a month trip. Yeah, but, crazy, uh, man. And we went out, we went out for a weekend, and now it's a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we'll, we'll some seminars figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick up a porter and we'll come down there and we'll definitely figure it out for sure. Yeah, dude. And when you do like, I can line up a seminar or something like that, like whatever you want, man, like literally we can work any of that kind of stuff. We've had lots of people come out and compete and it's, it's a really friendly, good vibe out here, man, especially in the summer or the fall. Like if you guys can get out in the fall, that would be fantastic for real. Oh, good VIP cage seats. Yeah. yeah I like side seats for your gents. If I oh, can, uh, if, if I can teach a seminar, I'll be like, how to not slightly less suck at you. Let me. <laughs> I know. That'll be the name. Of the, that'll mind. be the name. It'll, it'll sell. It'll, it'll sell out. It'll sell. We, we can make the DVD together, Mike. <laughs> the, the systematic system of Aaron beating children. I think Aaron has that one out somewhere. I got that There's one a, out. Yeah, with my five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. The you know seller. what? There's a, there's a kid at our club. He's like. Uh, one of my best buddies, Adam, his his son here, uh, Jack. He's he'd be like six two, and like I don't know, one hundred and sixty pounds or something at fourteen. He's big kid, and he goes really hard, grabs your legs. Like we do a lot of leg locks and stuff at, at our club, and he, he'll he'll grab your legs. He's getting really good and tall and lanky. And now I can't let him kind of bully me anymore. So I, I kind of was going a little hard with him and I had him in an arm bar, but I, my butt was on his mouth. So oh. he couldn't yell verbally tap. And I like had his arm bar and he tapped. Oh, I felt so bad. And it hurt him. Like 
for like a day or two. And now sent me a message the other day, just give me, <laughs> give me the <laughs> finger on Instagram. So he's feeling better now. But like, there, there's all these young kids that are they're really good, man. It's great to see. Oh yeah. Sorry, yeah, I kind of segued off there, but no, no, no. There's 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 killers out there, man, and they're getting uh, stronger and they're coming after the old folk, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I'm retiring. So, well, boys, again, you're always welcome out here. And, and same as any other Ontario athletes, like we'd love to have more out here. Shane Fishman was a big part of our events back in the day and, and lots of others. So anytime, man, love to have you. Absolutely. Awesome. Love, to, well, love Derek, to come out. Love to come out sometime. Yeah. All right, Derek. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Hey, boys. Awesome. You have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for, you time. Thanks for having us.